Welcome to Oakwood Connects. We're going to be looking at the third part of our Wheat and Tares study here. And Jesus tells us we're going to find tares in the most unexpected places. nothing more awesome than leading someone to Christ you you go through the studies with them and you you know you get to know the person and you invest time and and emotion into someone and you know you see their excitement as they're learning things as they're growing and you pray together you see all that someone has to go through as they accept the truth and and as they start to follow you get you do you get this excitement for them and and they're ready to become baptized members of the church and it is truly an awesome experience but at the same time there is a part of you that is scared for the individual. You know, with the, the newness of the knowledge of heaven, of perfection, there comes this expectation that all who know the truth, that all who are, maybe I should say, all that are in the church, they must know all of this as well. And so therefore they're changed and, and therefore they are perfect. But that's not the case, is it? You know, eventually, unfortunately, we will meet someone in the church. And maybe it's just an off day. Maybe that particular day, they may not represent Christ to their fullest. This is a sad reality. If you come to church and, and you truly get involved and you're, you know, you're not just sitting, you know, warming a pew up, you will eventually, probably, I hope not, but eventually you will get your feelings hurt by someone. And in no way am I going to sit here and, and make excuses for it. Because quite honestly, I love the expectation, the expectation of, of perfection. You know, we should be Christ's representation here on earth, and we are. We are trying. And I would argue most are, are way better than they were before. But remember a couple of things. Number one, the church is the hospital for those who know they are sick with sin. And I guess I should also point out at this point, as we're, as we're again talking about the wheat and tares parable, Jesus says that the tares and the wheat will grow until the end of the age. So I should point out that, you know, I think there's this 
common misconception that tares can turn into wheat and wheat can turn into tares, but that's not the reality. They grow together. A wheat is a wheat and a tear is a tear. So when we look at this parable of the wheat and tares, we're not looking exactly at people. We have to be reminded that we do not wrestle against flesh, but principalities. So when we meet, when we, be, when we come to conflict, even within the church, because, you know, again, if we believe, and we do believe, that we are a group of people that follow Christ, and that we believe in the knowledge that comes from God, then that also means Satan isn't very fond of us and would like to destroy our church as well. So this is what we're wrestling against. It's not exactly individuals, but we are wrestling against the spiritual world. The reality is that some people in the church As good as their intentions might be, they may not be there for the right reasons. But how do we know? And what can be done about it? Jesus warns if we're trying to rip up the tares, the possibility of ripping up wheat is there. There is a difference between blatant blasphemy and disruptive behavior and someone who is hopefully just struggling and growing there is a difference between those and this is why we have leadership in our churches and and that the leadership should properly deal with the behaviors that need to be dealt with Thankfully, we have uh, in Scripture, we have guidelines for us to, to go through that process if needed. But then there's just the everyday dealing with human nature. And that's a little different. Dealing with each other, you know, that's just a little more tricky. It involves Christian maturity and I believe that you can only reach, or maybe not reach, but at least get closer to this maturity by being a part of the body of Christ. Because as I'm, as we're talking about this right now, you're probably thinking, "Well, then I'll just study and I'll just stay at home. I don't, I don't need this nonsense." But. Uh, the, the reality is, is that the scriptures tell us you, you need, it's part of the being of a Christian to be part of the body of Christ. You do need to be in the church. And so as we're in the church and again, we come up with these problems and our first reaction, when we get our feelings hurt, we want to flee. It seems to be our, our first reaction, but is that really a healthy way 
to deal with problems. You know, I ask this, I ask this as uh, here we are nearing 75% of marriages end in divorce. Is it really healthy to just flee when your feelings get hurt? You know, for less than 15 bucks an hour, you will deal with way worse than you will ever find in a church. You'll keep coming because you're getting paid. At least in church, because God knew we would have to deal with these things. We have instruction on how to deal with these matters. We find those instructions in Matthew 18, starting at verse 15. Matthew 18, verse 15 says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you two or more, and that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. It continues over up until verse 20. But that first part, that verse 15 there, going and talking to your brother, you know, most, most won't even bother with this first step. We have so many problems in the world today because we won't go and actually just talk to the person that we may have an issue with. You know, instead of going to that person, we will uh, we'll do everything else. We'll, uh, we'll let things fester. We'll talk about that person to everybody else. We'll avoid just making everything worse. It's always interesting to me how people act, how humanity acts, you know, we walk around claiming how tough we are and, uh, you know, watch any reality TV show and, and it's, my life has been so hard because of X, Y, and Z and, and I've conquered it all. And yet just talking to somebody, actually calmly coming to somebody and talking and trying to hear trying to hear the other person. We're all pretty bad at that. We think we're so tough, but we can't even confront somebody in a calm way and listen. We're so, we're so, I think we're so scared to find out that maybe we're the one that is acting like the terror at the time. Jesus continues to give us advice, as I said, through these, you know, in these, these matters of our sinning brother. He continues through verses 16 through 20 to give us the, the proper channels, if you will, to deal with a sinning brother in the church. But the point is this. Wherever people congregate, you're going to have issues. It's just human nature, I guess. You're going to have issues no matter where you congregate. It's always interesting that it seems like in the church, 
And it, again, it does make sense because, again, you come into the church with the idea of this perfection. Again, you see the perfection of God. And so the people there, you assume they have to have this perfection as well. But again, we have to remember we are a church full of human beings. So there will be conflict. And again, this isn't the people themselves are tares. We are dealing with tares that are planted in the church. We're, we're dealing with Satan attacking a church and he uses vessels. But on the plus side, God uses vessels as well. And we have the Holy Spirit. We have the more powerful on our side if we choose to use it. The difference between what between a wheat and a tear is that plant, so to speak. What is that plant rooted in? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Even in our churches, we're going to find tares. We're going to find the devil has planted his weeds, if you will. So who are the tares? And who are the wheat? You really don't know until the harvest, until Jesus and his angels come back. And I guess I should say before that, the two grow up together. One produces fruit, produces good fruit. The other one doesn't. So yes, you may know. So yes, we can we can have discernment, right? We can have discernment of of what to do or to grow and produce fruit. And yes, you might see something that is in your eyes it is a terror 100%. But it is not our jobs to go and try to pull them up. Because we may be wrong. It is not for us to decide that. What we need to do is continue to try to produce that fruit. We will have problems no matter, no matter where we congregate. Again, there will be problems. But will you allow a tear to keep you away from the good sower? The good sower that has nothing but good in mind for us. You know, the good sower never intended these tares to grow. The wicked one did that. That's his plan. His plan is to choke out the wheat. So when we are confronted with tares, who will we serve? The good sower or the wicked one that planted the tares? I hope you have the Christian maturity to say, as for me and my home, 
will serve the Lord.